It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello, and thank you for tuning into another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. This podcast can be heard on demand on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbean, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Today, I have with me a special guest uh, in the person of Jennifer Alemani, who joins us from New York. Jennifer has a powerful story about grief and love and all of that. And we're going to have a little conversation about uh, um, about how she coped um, when she lost um, two of the special people in her life. And grief is something that we all are going to face at one point or the other. And it's one of those complicated topics that we can never finish exhausting. So uh, thanks again for tuning in and let's dive right in. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is all mine. So Jennifer, you have a book entitled Mark My Love. Oftentimes when you hear about authors, it's, it's one thing when an author is writing from a very fun experience um, or, or, or writing a book for business purposes. But you also have another group of authors who are writing based on experience, experience maybe coming out of pain or, 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 or major life event, um, which in your case, um, happened to be. Can you tell us a little bit, Jennifer, about your book and what inspired it? Uh, yeah, my, my boyfriend passed away about two and a half years ago. Uh, so I started sorry to journal- hear about that. Thank you, thank you. I started journaling maybe about two months after his his passing. I just needed to get some feelings out. Um, and I've always been one to journal my entire life. Uh, and then the words started flowing out of me pretty quickly. I was writing very fast. Um, it was cathartic. Um, but I also felt as if someone else was with me. I think it was, it was uh, I want to say someone from the other side, you know, whether it be spirit, God, whatever you want to call, you know, who you believe in, um, helping me along through the healing process. Um, and then I want to say five months later, I, I had the book on my hands. It wasn't my intention to publish a book in life. Um, I'm a former human resources professional of 22 years. Uh, so it, it wasn't my space at all, the creative writing space at all. Um, but, you know, I, I think I realized all of 2020, I took that time to think about whether I was going to publish this book or not. It's an intimate story. I go through a lot of feelings, a lot of things in my life. It, it's very raw and intense. Um, but also, you know, during prayer and med- meditation, I realized it was more than myself that I, I'm, I'm meant to help other people, I feel. So I realized I, I had to publish it. Hmm. I must admit that I haven't read a book yet. Uh, I'd love to read it. But 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 you're so right that um, maybe at a time when, when authors write, I mean, in my case, I have a book out there, but that's something that I've been planning uh, for, for quite a while. Um, so it's, it was more intentional. But in your case, it was... Uh, let's say circumstances, right? Um, I guess necessitated um, your your, I guess the 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 driving force behind the book. Um, what message do you have, or what what experience do you chronicle in the book for 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 others? I, I go through, you know, making sure that you're going through the grieving process. Um, 
when my boyfriend passed, I realized I hadn't really fully grieved for my mother passing 13 years prior. Um, and that I realized impacted a lot in my life. So the story is, you know, I, I look at a lot of love in my life, which is why I call it Mark My Love. Um, it's me looking at the love I've had and gone through in my life, but also I think cherishing life more mm -hmm. because I lost that love. So it's really emphasizing that story of, you know, to keep going and, and you can transform your life, you know, through the grief, which is, which is what I did, you know, mm -hmm. through that pain. You, you, you touch on an important point here, Jennifer, because I, I lost a family, a very close family member, not too long ago, actually just uh, about a couple of months. And um, it, it hit us um, very differently, uh, albeit very, very strongly. And we're all still going through that, that grieving process. And you talk about going through the process of grief. There's a, an article by, um, I think it was by uh, Kubler-Ross, um, which describes the various stages of grief. She talks about the denial and acceptance. And uh, I can't think of all the steps here. Uh, the negotiation, I think. Um, uh, when one, one goes through, through grief, I think it's often easy for the sympathizers to say, well, it's, 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 why don't you let go? Why, why don't you just move on? But it's, it's having experienced it. It's, it's not that easy to, 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 to let go, right? Or to it takes, it takes quite a while. Um, and oftentimes I think it, it brings us face to face with our, our own lives and, you know, different aspects of our lives that you go through anger and you go through all of that and, um, did you experience any, what are some of the things that you experienced in your case when, when you lost, um, your, your loved one? Yeah. I mean, I, I think when I lost my mother, I was angry. I, I think with her, I was really angry. I wanted to know why she was this good person. She was a single mom who did everything she could, you know, to raise four children. So I was, I was pissed at that one. It was a lot of, a lot of anger and, and asking God why. Um, but I want to say this last go around. I, I think I learned that it's not it's not our place here on earth to ask the why, right? There's a bigger plan. And I know that people don't want to hear that, especially when you lose someone, right? I didn't want to hear that. But I realized, oh, it, there is a bigger plan. And, you know, so I didn't question why this last go around. This last mm -hmm. go around, I kind of accepted it. And then I, and then I realized oh, you know, they are around us. I think my, my spirituality grew a little bit even more. So, and, and I knew that my relationship with both of them hadn't ended and that they're still with me. It's just a different relationship now, right? They're not here physically, um, but I know that they're around me spiritually. How do you say your life has been transformed by, uh, by the experience that, that you went through with, with losing um, your mom and then your boyfriend subsequently after? Yeah, I think with my mom, I, I, I found myself um, drowning myself in things that I didn't want to, you know, like drowning myself in work, right? I realized that was kind of like, I want to say, the, the height of my HR career. I was doing well, and I drowned myself in it, you know, and I think that now I realized it wasn't a career that fulfilled me, right? So I think because I was grieving, and that was an easy spot to throw myself in work. I did that at that point. But this last, um, this last loss, you know, two and a half years ago, I realized, okay, wait a minute, I I'm still in this career that is not fulfilling me. And it's, you know, now 20 plus years. 
And now this man, I lost this man in my life that I loved so dearly and he doesn't have his life. So I realized, okay, what are you doing? So then I, I realized, okay, now I'm going to look at things differently. I'm going to realize I need to do something differently. I started asking during meditation, like, what's my purpose here? I wanted to serve humanity. I felt that what I was doing for a living wasn't doing that for me. It wasn't giving me that, you know, sense of service. So this last loss just gave me a newfound look at life, like completely, like 360. It's, it's a very powerful perspective, uh, Jennifer. And I say that because um, oftentimes, and I've shared this on the podcast and previous editions, that our purpose in life are often born out of, out of adversity. Um, with this pandemic um, that we're, we're experiencing globally, I've seen, and, and you're in HR, or you're in HR, so you probably, uh, having, being, be, as a leader in the workplace, I've seen, or I'm, I'm seeing instances where a lot of people are, are, are pivoting um, or asking some of these questions that you asked yourself and are realizing that um, there, there's more to, there's more to life than work. I've seen people who've giving up very prestigious positions just to go, just to go do something entirely different. And it's all driven by, I guess, some of the experiences that they've, they've had to live with, or maybe some of the lost loved ones and they're realizing it's not worth um, chasing or doing this race, right? It's, it's time for me to do something more, more significant. And it's a powerful point you raise. Um, how easy is, is it, um, Jennifer, to get to that point where people are kind of reflecting, reprioritizing and deciding, you know, there's, there's more to life than this, right? I mean, people are giving up, you know, a lot of money just to go seek after what truly brings them satisfaction, right? How, how does one, how easy is that? Let me, let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I want to say it's, it's, it's not easy, right? I think that using myself as an example, I, for, for the last five years, I wasn't jumping the ship, I wasn't leaving the corporate space, right? Because it's always, it's that fear, the money, you know, that, that security, there's that fear and I wasn't doing it. So I want to say when, when Roger passed away, I literally said, okay, I think I need to, I need, just need to do this. Right. And I literally just started saving even more money, whatever I could. Right. Cause I figured, okay, I'm going to need some finances if I'm going to now publish this book and do something if I'm meant to write and I feel that's a gift I have and I'm meant to do something else here. I said, I have to start somewhere. So it was literally me, you know, just meditating and trying to conquer that fear of saying, okay, I just got to jump in the water, jump in the, jump in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, but it's not easy. Right. But I, I, like I said, I saved that money and I did what I had to do. I kind of put things in place the best I could and said, okay, now or never, you know, and that, and that's, and that's what I did. Were there, were there any, any voices, whether they were those um, internal saboteurs, as I like to call them, or whether there were well-intentioned voices, people, maybe friends or coworkers were saying, are you sure you're doing this? This is, this is, this is, are you sure? You know, why are you doing this? Were there, were there any of those and how did you overcome them? Because sometimes I, I think we, many a time when one is convinced that they ought to pursue or they ought to take a certain course of action. There's always going to be the naysayers, right? Whether they're well-intentioned or not, right? There's always that 
aspect, right, of, uh, of a position, if you will, that, that we have to deal with or overcome, whether it's our own internal voices telling us or asking us, why are you doing this is the craziest thing you've ever done, or the, the actual voices of maybe family or friends or coworkers, whatever. Were, were there any of yeah. those in your case? Yeah, I think the internal voices were definitely gone. I'm being honest, where it was the internal voices were more like, you need to do this, like it's time, like you've been waiting too long, right? Um, the external voices, I'll be honest, I really didn't share what my strategy was. Um, I made my own strategy out of my gut feeling of knowing I was doing something right and knowing that this book was going to do something and make an impact. And I just said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it was already in motion when I started sharing with family and friends, to be honest with you. Um, I think that we all look for sometimes external validation from someone else. And, and I get it. And I've been there too, right? Where I look for that, hey, I have this idea, but this time around, that gut idea was so strong in there that I, I knew, okay, I don't need anyone's validation. I know, I know I'm, I'm meant to do this and I'm going to do it. And whatever happens, I'll go for it. I'll figure it out. Whatever, you know, barriers, you know, drop in front of me because there will be. I just had that attitude that, nope, I'm just going to keep going forward and figure it out. And, and that's what I've been doing this this entire year, all of 2021. So, you describe one of the emotions um, being anger when 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 you lost your your, your mother, and, and and rightfully so, right? And there are times when the the emotions that we experience, whether they be anger or you know um, sadness or whatever, can can draw us um, completely to the other side, right? Anger could lead to, you know, people doing, you know, whether harming themselves and things like that. How does one find a balance, right? Or how do we, how do we ensure that the emotions we're experiencing, for instance, are healthy, right? For, for instance, if, if you're angry, anger itself is not, is not a bad thing, right? It's what it causes you to do, in my opinion, that, that can be good or bad, right? Um, yeah. So how does one, uh, in your case, how did you ensure that the anger or the feeling that you're experiencing didn't, then lead to something else. I started, you know, I, I wanted to say that's when I started working out more, a little bit more, my body, moving my body more. So I want to say exercise, that that's the space that I've, I found and walking. I wasn't always an advocate of exercise in my life. You know, I think when I was in high school, I, I failed like my first year of gym because I didn't want to participate. <laughs> you know what I mean? But finding, I, I was walking, I was, you know, cycling. It gave me it gave me time to think while I was doing that, right? It wasn't just me concentrating mm -hmm. on my body. It was basically giving me time for me. And that's, that's, that's the role that I took for me. Now that's not for everybody, but I want to say, you know, definitely moving your body in some way or meditating, you know, that also helped me stay in that space of positivity, even though I was, I was angry, yeah. you know? Um, but, and then, and then finding yoga, I want to say with my mom, that was a big one me working through the anger, anger, I found, I found yoga that way. And I just realized, I just realized a lot during that process. What would you say, um, or what are some of the lessons that you capture um, in your, in your book, Mark My Love? Just to keep going, no matter what, you know, I tell a little bit of, you know, who I am, you know, cause here I am writing this book an indie author out of nowhere um, so I tell a little bit of struggles early on in my life, 
um, struggles from a single mom, you know, and us economically not having everything and being poor, us being Latin and being behind, behind the eight ball already as it is. So I speak a little of, of all of those little things, just a little tidbits of all of it, just to show people and then my hardships and my loss to show like you can keep getting back up, like keep just, but just keep getting back up and doing what you got to do. And, and I added all of those little things in the story to show, you know, here, this Latin girl, little Latin girl, you know, from Brooklyn, you know, had some things thrown at her through life, many things. And then even with the losses, you know, I kept getting back up. And then this last go around, like was the biggest, the biggest, you know, I want to say, get back up for me and moving up how many different levels of my life saying, okay, this is it. Like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, and then I'm going to help others while I'm doing it. So. Hmm. Um, you, 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 you touch on um, Jennifer, what I think or what I believe to be the essence of this podcast, right. Which is to help challenge those paradigms and, and mindsets. And I know, and I want to be very careful. It's not, I, I don't say this, um, or I, I don't, I don't make it sound too easy. It's not right for, you know, example, in your case where you had to keep overcoming obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, not, not everyone can do that. There are some who, depending on the situation, even though I can't think of what could have been, you know, hard in your case than, you know, losing, you know, loved ones. I mean, that's, that's, that's death in and of itself, which for most people, it just stops them, right? But in your case, there was something, um, there, was, there was still a fight left in you that kept fighting. What was that, Jennifer, would you say that kept you moving on, that kept you fighting, um, even when life was throwing all those curveballs at you? I think just that, that strength inside me. I, I think I come from a long line of strong women, to be honest, my grandmother, my mother, and it was the strength of... I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for them. Like I'm, I'm doing it for a bunch of people, not just myself. And I think that's the, the, the thing that keeps getting me up and going that it's not just for myself. It's for me and for others. Mm-hmm. One of the questions that I've always asked um, my guests is, is what he finds them. And, and I ask this um, not, not from a philosophical standpoint, but it's, it's really just to, um, to identify what 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 makes them right. I, I mean, your case, having gone through um, the losses of your life and and all the experiences, um, perhaps from childhood through you know until now, what would you say is the one thing that that defines Jennifer? I want to say love. To be honest, my mother gave me great love. I came into the world with love, and I've always felt it from people around me. So I've tried to share that. And that's why, you know, this book, I called it Mark My Love, because I realized that love has kept me going, you know, in every which, which way. How does it still keep you going, Jennifer? Even after you've lost, you've lost two important people in your life. Because I know they, they loved me unconditionally. Them passing, I realized, wow. The love was, I, I, I felt it while they were here on this earth, but then I felt it even stronger from the other side. And I realized that that's something that we're all supposed to really learn here as humans when we come here, I think is love. Hmm. And it almost sounds like a cliche almost, but, but I know it's not because you, you have, again, instances where 
in a world that we live in right now marked by so much bitterness and, and hatred and acrimony. And if there's anything that we've learned from this past year, whether it's politically, racially, um, we've seen a lot of that, right? Um, and that has created this, 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 this chasm, if you will, all this, this space, right? There's just pitting people pitting, you know, people against one another and you have families not talking to each other and, Oftentimes until something like that happens, a loved one is gone before we realize, oh, you know, this, but hindsight is always 2020. There, when that happens, unfortunately, there's really no turning back to, to going back to changing anything. Um, what are your thoughts around how we should live our lives right now with the people we have um, instead of just the hatred and, and all the bitterness and all this craziness that that people even in families i mean i've seen this in families where you know one person holding the other person is in contempt until until life happens and they're gone and then we realize you know what have i done right and there's no going back hey you know it sounds cliche but it's it's continuously going back to the love i'm just being honest loving people from afar you know even if right now the space that they're in or that you're in you can't be around each other for different reasons because we're all in different states of how we feel, you know, because of what's going on in the world and so on. I think it's still going back to the love that you had for those, those folks, you know what I mean? And not turning it a different way. So it's even, like I said, loving them from afar and going back to that, that space, because again, I think that that's, that's the lesson that we're here. And I think that sometimes these things that are going on, you know, in the world, I know that some of them are caused by us humans, right? Doing things to each other and not being right towards one another. But I think some of it may be lessons from, from God to show us, you know, and I'm not a highly religious person. I'm more spiritual than anything, but I do know that a lot of these lessons that, that we have in life is God showing how, how do we keep stepping up? Mm -hmm. How do we keep stepping up to that platform of love? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I couldn't agree with you more uh, that love is really what we need, um, especially in, in, in the world today. I mean, there's this, this probably someone listening, um, Jennifer, and I like to do this because um, I, I think this is really where it gets personal. Um, they may be in different spaces, right? There may be some who might have lost their loved ones and, and going through those stages of grief. Um, there's probably someone who's just, just hurting or maybe upset or angry at someone and, and love just doesn't seem to be in the picture. Um, I want you to speak to e either group, um, you know, just, just address them based on your experiences and what legacy, if you will, you'd want to pass on uh, to, to, to that listener uh, listening to you. I, I want to say just that hope, that hope of keep keep going back into believing in that love. Maybe you can't believe in it right now, but just don't, don't throw it away forever. You know, because I know I've been there where my heart was completely shattered, you know, a lot of times where, you know, I, I wondered how could this be? How could I go on? But I realized, Oh, the, these people loved me so much and God loves me. So I'm meant to go on and we all are meant to go on. So it's me sharing that with th those folks. And I know some folks may not want to hear that right now because you're in a, they may be in an angry space, right? And wondering, you know, how they could have lost someone so special to them and still move on. But 
you know, they, they want us to move on. So let, let that, you know, I want to say, even if it's slowly, just let that light in just a little bit, because, you know, when you resist it, you know, I, I don't think that that's a good space for anyone resisting the light to come back in. And that light is believing in things again and believing in, in moving along. I'm trying to spread that word of, you know, of, of changing your life if you need to, a transformation, you know, that that's, that's in the book. It's showing, you know, if even if you're on the floor, completely on the floor, you know, you can get back up again. And little by little, it's not easy, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show people like, you know, you can change your life if you need to, if you need to, and you have that hope and you want to, and, you know, you have that, you know, take all of that pain, whatever you're feeling in any form, whatever the, whatever that pain is coming from and turn that into some fuel to, to move things forward for you. Those are very powerful words, um, Jennifer. And as we kind of wrap up, um, I know your book's at work and our, our listeners um, get a copy of your book. Uh, book Baby and uh, Amazon and then also uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, my website also has the clicks there to get to get the book directly. Okay. Can you share your website with our listeners? Yes, it's uh, jennifermalamani.com. Okay. And it's going to be in the show notes as well. Any final thoughts or anything, Jennifer, you want to share with our listeners? No, this is a great work that you do. You know, it's important for us to share our stories um, because there's so many and so, you know, people can get inspiration from anywhere. And so I just think it's important. So thank you for what you do. Absolutely. And who knows whose life might be touched just listening um, to us share our stories, right? Um, So thank you again, Jennifer, for coming on 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 the podcast and sorry again about your loss and, but most importantly for allowing your life to to be channeled in this in this way just positively you know just you, you didn't stop for a lot of people they they stop this is the end but where you're 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 using that as a rebirth of sorts to sharing your stories and then inspiring other people to be the best they can be so thanks again for opening up to the world and for sharing your story with us and for sharing your time with us as well uh, and to you our listeners thank you for tuning in and until next time stay well <laughs>